Episode 163, Why a Nudge Might Be Enough to Get the Job Done. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Welcome to The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. I'm your host, Dale Dixon, with a million listens and downloads and growing every week. This is The Game Changers with Jason Jennings, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today bestselling author of eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, and reinvention. Jason, great to be with you again this week. Uh, Dale, it's great to be with you. And I, I was just thinking during your introduction, who would have thought several years ago when you called me out of the blue and said, or asked, why don't you have a podcast? And I said, geez, I don't know. I mean, who would have guessed how much ground would have been covered, how many lives we would have touched and uh, how many laughs and giggles uh, we've had along the way. So, uh, so that's pretty neat. It has been so much fun. And here we are at 163 episodes. That yeah, is I, yeah, cool. and, what I, and what I always think about, Dale, is um, I remember when I was writing my first book, uh, It's Not the Big That Eat the Small, It's the Fast That Eat the Slow. I was, um, I was so excited to get that book contract all those years ago. I was so excited to be working on that book. And I thought, what an incredible validation of me this book is going to be. So it was me, me, me. And sometime right at the end of the writing of the manuscript and submitting it, I thought, wait a minute, uh, this is not about me. Uh, this book is going to be around for a long, long time and hopefully touch lots and lots and lots of people. And uh, I, I guess that's what I like about uh, the podcast, too. Uh, it's fun to go back and, and see that people are listening to podcasts uh, that were done a couple of years ago, because if they haven't heard it, it's brand new information to them. So, um, so good. And I think we've got some good stuff today. Awesome. So one of the things that I really appreciate about you and that I've tried to take a lesson and, and be different, but when I settle into an airplane seat, the noise canceling headphones go on, the book comes out and I just cherish the alone and quiet time. You are really great at striking up some amazing conversations on the road. And today our podcast episode is called Why a Nudge Might Be Enough to Get the Job Done. And I have a feeling it starts with a story on the road. Uh, it does. So uh, about uh, a week ago, uh, I, I, my plane was delayed from Miami to San Francisco, but I'd been kicked out of my room, even though they gave me an extended checkout time. I thought, now, where do I go for the next several hours? Um, do I sit in the lobby here? Do I go to Miami airport and sit someplace? And I was kind of betwixt and between myself and didn't know what to do. I couldn't make a decision. And uh, so I'm sitting on a sofa in the lobby, and I struck up a guy, a conversation with a guy who had been there for the conference and had uh, heard my speech. And so when somebody's seen you speak, they can talk to you with a degree of familiarity, I guess. They feel comfortable with you. And so we were chatting about a lot of things, his, his company, how he started his company. And he's got a relatively small firm. He's got about 80 people in his firm. But he started it with nothing and with no money in the bank uh, just, I think, seven or eight years ago. So he's doing well. And so uh, he said, you got to hear a good one. I said, what, what are some of your biggest business challenges? And he said, well, the biggest business challenge I'm having right now is the big refrigerator in the break room in the kitchen. And I said, uh, what's wrong with your refrigerator? And he said, it's people stealing other people's food. 
And he said, we've done everything except, I mean, we put a video camera up in the ceiling that people think is live. He said, other than hiring a full-time kitchen monitor to sit in there. And he said, you know, I've considered making fudge brownies or a chocolate cake out of X-Lax. I mean, I've considered putting some kind of tincture just short of poison on sandwiches. And he said, all of this food just keeps disappearing. And he said, we've posted signs, we've, we've sent memos. And I said, well, first of all, if that's the biggest problem you got, you, you got a pretty blessed existence. I said, but maybe what you need is uh, instead of rules, instead of regulations, instead of enforcement, maybe you want to consider just using a nudge. And he looked at me and he said, what do you mean a nudge? And I proceeded to uh, tell him a story and lights went off in his head. And he said, you know what? I'm going to run with this nudge thing. So let me ask you, Dale, are you, are you familiar with nudge theory at all? I'm not. No, and I've okay. got me curious. All right. Well, until a year ago, when a guy, uh, Dr. Um, uh, what is his name? Dr. Richard Thaler won the 2017 Nobel Economic Prize for his work in nudge theory. And what nudge theory basically says, he says that nudging people uh, to do things in their own long-term best interest is easier than trying to force compliance. So what is a nudge? A nudge is a subtle push that aims to alter a person's behavior without being noticed. It's about making it easier for people to make a certain decision, which leads me to one of my favorite nudge stories. And this happened to me. Have you ever been through uh, Amsterdam's Schiphol Airport? I have not. Okay. All right. Well, I've had, you know, I've been through there a number of times over the years. And this actually happened about 10 years ago. So I I was waiting in the airport and um, I I guess the flight was a couple hours away or something. And I'm wandering around the airport. And finally, I decide I've got to go to the bathroom. And so I walk into the men's room and I'm standing in front of the urinal and I look down and there's a damn big black fly at the bottom of the urinal. And being a typical guy, who doesn't like flies, I thought, I'll show that fly a thing or two. And I took aim and tried to drown the damn fly. And the more I tried to drown the fly, the fly just stayed right there. And then finally, on closer inspection, I realized that it was a fly that had been etched into the bottom of the urinal. And I started to laugh. And as I left the men's room, I looked in all of the urinals and they all had flies right down by the drain of the urinal. So at that, this was about 10 years ago. And I, 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 I went back to the people I was waiting uh, with and I said, go to the bathroom. And they said, what do you mean? I said, even if you don't have to go, you got to go to the bathroom. You have to see this. The story is that at Shiphole Airport, they were having a real problem with men missing the urinal. And you can imagine how many bathrooms, men's rooms, they have in a huge airport like Schiphol. It's one of the biggest in Europe. And uh, they had tried everything. They had tried bathroom monitors. They had tried signs. Uh, they had tried having full-time attendance in there. And nothing reduced this problem of urine on the floor as people either missed the urinal intentionally or were just very sloppy about going to the bathroom. And finally, I mean, and they, they had study committees about this. They talked about this. This was a big issue. They had focus groups. I mean, they, spent, they threw a lot of money at it. And finally, this one very young, bright person said, you know what we ought to do is we just ought to etch big black flies in there right down by the drain because everybody will aim at them. Here's the bottom line. I love this, Dale. Uh, in the first year, 
cleanup costs were reduced 80% in the men's room by having these big, ugly black flies etched into the bottom of the urinal. Um, Because what it does is, one, the first instinct is to kill the fly. The second instinct, when you get it, is just to think, wow, that's really cool. And I think the third instinct is probably just to comply. And what's happened is you have been nudged. Now, isn't that a great story? That is. That is fascinating. And it's starting to carry take take shape around the world as well. Uh, I've it seen is. it in a few other places. Oh, yeah. you have? You have. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've taken aim. Yep. Oh, you've taken aim. Okay. <laughs> well, yes. And it is taking off. And, and you can't help but smile. Let me give you a couple of other practical examples of, uh, of nudges. Um, in the United States, if you want to be an organ donor, you have to opt in. Well, how ridiculous is that? I mean, you're dead. So in a lot of countries uh, like Spain and France and Colombia, to name a few, you ought, it's considered that you have opted in. And if you don't want to be an organ donor, you actually have to make a trip in to see the authorities to sit down and then sign this foreboding thing that basically says, no, I don't want to help anybody else. And I don't want to help my neighbor after I'm gone and then sign your name to it. And so what was, what, what's, what's happened is organ donation and, uh, and operations to save people's lives have soared in those countries because you've been nudged in. And if you want to get out, you have to opt out. Here's one of my favorites. I think this is as good as the fly in the urinal story. Uh, it happened several years ago at Massachusetts General Hospital in their cafeterias. They said, you know what? We're a hospital. Uh, you know, and we ought to be only selling healthy food in our cafeterias. I mean, we, we have to put people on a road to wellness. And of course, they tried the placards and uh, they tried wall signs and they tried a lot of things. So here in their creativity is what they did. So next to foods and drinks that are considered good and healthy, they put green lights. Next to those that are kind of in the middle, they put yellow lights and those that are bad, like Coca-Cola and mac and cheese, they put red lights. And the numbers are, so every time you go through the line, you can have whatever you want. It's all there. But, you know, how many times do you have to go through that line if you work there or if, you're, if you have a patient there who's in the hospital for a week or two uh, before those red lights start annoying you or speak to your conscience? And I'm just knowing me. Uh, I would probably go through the line the first time and I would see yellow lights, green lights and red lights. And I probably would not want to have anybody else see me putting something with a red light or a yellow light on my plate. So I, I would have compliance by being nudged immediately. But here's a number. 18 months later, uh, after they began this program uh, at the Massachusetts General Hospital, uh, red purchases were down a staggering 39%. So no lecturing, no big stories, no wall signs, no memos. Stop no taxes. No taxes. Yeah, no taxes. Stop badgering people. I mean, just a series of green lights, yellow lights, and red lights. Uh, let me give you an example of another nudge, uh, one that you probably see all the time in business. Uh, you have probably seen this in uh, Home Depot. You've probably seen this on price sheets for other things that you will buy. Companies will list the items and their prices. And then what they'll add above one of them is most popular. Well, that's a nudge. Because as you're looking over your options, you're saying, well, gee, if that's most 
popular and I want to fit in with the mainstream and I don't want to swim against the current. So I guess I'll just go for the most popular as well. Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, they got on board the nudge bandwagon long before nudges were being talked to or talked about. They were struck by young, unwed teenage women having not only one baby, but having more babies. And so back in 1991, they came up with a program that if you were a teenage mother, uh, they gave you an incentive not to have another baby. A dollar a day went in a pot uh, that would become all yours if you stop, if, if, if you didn't become pregnant again. And uh, teenage births, since they began this program, are down 55%. Again, they didn't need legislation. They didn't need prohibition. They didn't need stern warnings. They didn't need you know more rules and regulations. It was just a, a, a gentle nudge to do the right thing. Let me give you one more. Uh, I see it all the time. I was thinking about this one today. Uh, do you ever watch any infomercials on television? I've spent a couple seconds on a few, but oh my I try God. not to. I you're, know. I know. you're such a stick in the mud. You're a stick in the mud. I mean, I don't buy a lot of things off infomercials, although I'll tell you that liquid rubber plastic stuff works like a charm. It's the most oh, unbelievable it? stuff you can ever buy in your life. Unbelievable. You can waterproof anything with that stuff. It's unbelievable. But one mm. of the nudges they use in infomercials, uh, just once watch them because I promise you it'll be at some point in time. They're going to say this is a three hundred and twenty five dollar value for thirty nine dollars and ninety five cents. Oh, yeah. Now, if they had just said it's thirty nine ninety five, you might think, geez, that's really expensive or that's more than I wanted to spend. But when they're telling you it's a three hundred and ninety five dollar value and you're going to get it for only thirty nine dollars, ninety five cents, they have just used nudging. They've used nudging. Who else uses nudging? Uh, grocery stores have used nudging for a long time. Uh, I was in a Safeway grocery store a couple of weeks ago, and I thought about it again. Here's the pasta. Here are the sauces. Here's the Parmesan cheese. Here's uh, Italian bread. Here's everything you need to have an Italian repast at your house that night. So supermarkets have been on to nudging for a long, long time. So uh, I, I guess... What I would say is the same thing I told my best new friend who I met on the sofa uh, at the Fontainebleau Hotel. Uh, sometimes, instead of rules and regulations um, uh, and uh, prohibition and punishment, maybe you just ought to think about those little flies in the bottom of the urinals in Schiphol Airport in Amsterdam and start giving people a little nudge instead. So I've got to ask, what does the nudge on stealing food from the refrigerator look like? Did you did you work through that process with him? No, no, I didn't. I because at that point in time, I was getting set to get in my lift card to go to the airport. But I left him, and he said, "I got a couple of great nudges that we can use." And so I do have his business card. Um, I have his business card right here. So I'm gonna- I think this is also a great opportunity for our listeners to go to the comment section on. Uh, and iTunes and in this yes. podcast and leave us yes. some comments about your favorite nudge that you've seen at work. So Jason's given us some amazing nudges from the, from the urinals in Amsterdam through, uh, I love Massachusetts. Donation. Yeah. I, uh, Massachusetts yeah. General hospital is just fantastic. I mean, it is it's perfect. Lighting, yellow lighting and red lighting food groups. I love it. 
So use the comment feature, send us an email, but let us know about some of your favorite nudges. That's a great opportunity for us to hear from listeners. I'd love to, to hear some of those. Okay. And so uh, I, know, I know that you normally do this at the end of the show, but I'll do it. Uh, so my email address is uh, jason at jason-jennings.com. It's my one and only email address. It's the only one I've ever had. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm getting caught up. Uh, for a couple of weeks of travel, I was a little slow, but uh, I'm, uh, I'm pretty much there. Uh, so it might take a couple of days to get back to you and acknowledge it, but I will certainly uh, get back to everybody. So we would like to hear what uh, your favorite nudge is, how you've been nudged or how you've nudged somebody else as opposed to forcing compliance. And by the way, uh, I don't have it in front of me, uh, but right before uh, the good Dr. Uh, Richard Thaler won the uh, 2017 Nobel Prize, economic prize uh, for his work in nudging, uh, there's a book out there. I ordered it today on Amazon. I think the title is Nudge, N-U-D-G-E. I think that's the title of the book. I, so I, I can't tell you whether it's a good book or a great book or what it is, but I ordered it and it'll be with me on an airplane someplace in the next week or so. So, And, uh, and I'm thinking this is also a uh, political theory that's similar called the Overton Window. And the idea is, is that you gently nudge what is acceptable among the population yes. ever so gently and nudge them in one direction or another. And that's a, another political theory that has worked well for centuries. For a long time. Long time. Okay. All right. Thanks for opening our eyes to this. I love the nudge theory. That is fantastic. Jason Jennings. And I'll remind folks that they can watch. If you're listening right now, you can actually watch the conversation unfold right there on YouTube. You can subscribe to Jason's YouTube channel. Just go to jason-jennings.com slash YouTube. We'd love to see you there on the YouTube channel. That's a great place for you to leave the comments right underneath this video. Uh, leave comments about your favorite nudge. Uh, do it right there, jason-jennings.com slash YouTube. While you're there, hit like, the thumbs up for the video, and subscribe if you have not done so already. We'd love to have you part of be part of that channel. And with that, I will tell you that Jason Jennings is the author who USA Today calls one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. You can learn how to your group or company can have Jason keynote your next event. Visit the website, jason-jennings.com. And this is The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. Go out and find a nudge. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.